0: Kenny Kim here bringing you another Fantasy Golf Regenerance podcast this week for the U.S. Open, the third major of the year. As usual, I am here with everyone's favorite Canadian outside of Roy. I guess Rory's uh, honorary Canadian. Uh, Tyler Tambolin. Tyler, I'm back with Tyler this week after missing last week.
1: Had a, had a busy week at work, but I'm ready to go for the U.S. Open. Tampa, how are you today? I'm doing well. Love the fire that you're bringing in. I'm excited. U.S. Open, we'll talk about this in a second, but I had a little chat with Mayo this week about favorite majors. So we'll go into that maybe during story time a little bit. But before we get into this show, I want to remind everyone, very quickly, this show is brought to you and presented by DraftKings. Special offer later on, before we get into the DFS tiers for DraftKings, where you get an offer over there at the Sportsbook. And then, of course, our friends over at Fantasy National, fantasynational.com slash FGD. Sign up there, get yourself 20% off your first payment. Any package you choose, beneficial to hop in right now you get the major you do a month you're gonna get this a bunch of other good tournaments thereafter leading up to the open so I like that idea for you guys Kenny like you said at the top Rory McElroy gets the job done it's a big week we didn't get to get your live golf takes last week we'll get those in a bit but you know Rory first off goes out incredible day just I don't know if it was the setup what him JT and now in the same group going off and split tees and threesomes goes out they all just ball out it was like six under four under seven or i forget six seven eight or something it was incredible what they did to get the job done and roy goes out and ships it so what were your thoughts on the tournament
0: yeah pretty impressive especially since roy and jt are now basically the face of the pga tour with everything that's going on with the live across the sea across the pond uh and going to be in the united states next week Mm -hmm. uh pretty incredible stuff by roy but he loves that he loves canada it doesn't matter what course he plays uh it played a lot easier today uh than it did the first three days don't let that Fool you! I mean, the course played had some teeth to it, uh, especially the first two three rounds. Then um, then Rory came out and we had all these low scores today. I guess they, they wanted to see a little bit of a shootout uh, on this last day, and that's what they got. Uh, entertaining stuff, um, you know. Uh, you know, the, the, at the top ten at one point in time was like every good player in the field. Uh, the PGA couldn't have asked for anything better uh, on the week where it's competing uh, with Live Golf. Um, you know, Fina had a chance. Fitz was up there at some point in time. Lowry is up there. They, 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 they couldn't get the job done. Roy went out there, uh, made a little bit of close at the end, got within a stroke. I think JT got within a stroke on 16-15, something like that, uh, but he ended up pulling it off. So it was a fun tournament to watch. Always great. The crowds there are amazing. Uh, the, the hockey rink thing they got is pretty cool. Uh, so it was, it was it was a fun tournament to watch. Also, uh, you know, I guess the big winner this week is Charles Hortzel, right? Uh, yeah. $5 million uh, for his win over... Uh, on the live tour. I watched uh, most of the half of the second, the final round uh, of it. It wasn't the best, but it's the first week. Uh, They need to get more players. Uh, It's not going to work with just the the, big guys. They got, they got to at least double or triple that. Um, When, if they, if they really want people to tune in uh, and and telecast needs to be a little bit better, but I mean, it's here, it's not going to go away. I don't even think the Saudis care if it fails or not. Uh, So we're just gonna have to deal with it uh, whatever your take on it is it's fine I don't care if guys going over there especially guys on the last leg of their careers going over there for one final payday which is basically what they've gotten in this first round but now they're getting the Reeds and the Brysons if other, if other big names get over there it's going to be a problem for the PGA tour um what you think uh, what do you think of the events this week
1: yeah, for sure. The, the Canadian Open, you know, just I'll tie them together first off the top because there'll be a lot of conversations this week around. Obviously, you know, when me out on Twitter and things like that, a lot of people are like, oh, you're all about live, all this stuff. Not, not at all. Like, I, I'm not a pro live guy. I'm just, at the end of the day, I care so much about the game of golf. I tried to put this into words in a tweet last week just about the, you know, sort of the investment. We're so invested into golf in general. This is the fantasy golf degenerates not the fantasy pga degenerates so yes that's what we care about that's part of it that's what we're talking about and that matters to me and i care i'm just saying but all i care about is the news that's going on around the sport i'm intrigued by it i think it's interesting there's a lot of different angles of what it's going out and it's just to me the funny part is just like you know the all the the people call the blue check marks but everyone coming after them like they just look for any little thing all the views today are only thirty thousand. who cares? Like you said, the Saudis don't care. It's week one. It don't matter. Oh, the leaderboard. It only says the last three initials. Yeah, it sucks. But now you're telling them that and they can just go fix it. They have all this time. Like I said, so they go out again, June 30th in Portland. Uh, These next couple are interesting. You just mentioned it with Bryson Reed. uh, Ricky's been lumped into like four different unofficial reports, but looks like he'll be there eventually. There'll be other guys. Like you said, last paycheck, last hurrah. That's fine. But the bigger picture is if they do get somebody big right? Like if a Xander moves over, a Hovland, a a Rom, and that one sounds crazy, but people forget his connections with Pat Perez, mainly Phil Mickelson, but I'm saying even like um, Beroff and I were talking about it. He was on last week. Thanks again to Ryan for hopping on, but like, it seems like they're targeting him with, they already have Sergio. They have Phil. Perez is one of his good buddies. It's like, just to say, maybe there's a chance. I don't think he will, but if he can still play in the majors, he cares about those. Does it get up for the other stuff? I don't know. And obviously at some point you think the PGA tour is going to come out and figure it out for these other guys. I just worry that that's not necessarily enough because like anyone who knows that's talking about out there, money doesn't matter to them. And it's not, there's nothing they can do. Like people say, sell the PGA tour needs to fix all this stuff. They need to fix a lot of things, but no matter what they fix, they're not going to be able to fix guys getting paid $125 million signing bonuses to go out and play eight events a year. And look, even if it goes to 10, 12, they end up playing the same, but they still end up making a bunch more. And, and I'm sure there'll be a way they can work around that. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. There's a lot of events coming up in the States. The Portland one is interesting because it's after the U.S. Open. So guys can figure out this U.S. Open. It's the end of June. I think you see more people go over then. And then the one uh, after that, the, I think it's um, Bedminster. Yeah, looking at it there. Just uh, Anyway, it's after the Open. So guys mm-hmm. may just play through and want to play the Scottish Open, play the Open, then hop play over live. at that point. So... We'll see what happens. As far as this event goes, uh, just to tie it out, Kenny, and I'll click it back to you, but just not taking away from it. The event was phenomenal. I'm Canadian. I I personally love it. I'm I'm excited about it. I love, I kind of, I didn't think they would set it up like they did today where it was kind of completely gettable. So you had that little race down to the stretch and made it even better because Rory, JT, be now just that group alone and they were all getting the job done. But the the funny part to me on the opposite side of it, again, is not pro-live, just explaining it. Like there's a reason Chris got her up was 20% in lineups this week. We knew that it was like seven guys up top and then it fell off a cliff. So I would have been more saddened by the fact if the, if these guys weren't at the top of the board. My point is it's no separate. People are like, oh, we never get this. We never really have a tournament where it's like seven guys that are way ahead with no mid tier and then a terrible bottom range, like 13 or four, I think 15 guys withdrew by the end of the, the, the start of the tournament. So you had even worse guys get into the field. So it would have been a surprise to me if these guys weren't at the top. But of course we love it. We want to see the best of the world play. That's what I'm excited about, but that's what I'm excited about this week. Kenny, I love the U S open. I'll I'll click it back. Any final thoughts before we go into this? And we'll talk about majors and stuff. The
0: last thing about live, the two biggest problems the PGA tour is going to face is the fact that the European tour hasn't said anything about suspending players uh, that go to live. So if these PGA guys can go play six events on the on the live tour and then play a modified smaller euro tour working can, they can get owgr points uh that would be a, a downfall that would probably bring more people over so they know golfers can still play pro golf somewhere else uh even if they if, even if they join live and take all that money uh, that could be an issue uh and the next issue is the young guys that live is targeting uh the the u.s amateur champions uh the ncaa champions if one of those guys becomes a star uh, where he's winning events on that tour, uh, you know, and not having him on the PGA tour, that could bring more eyeballs over there. That could bring more young people over there. And that could be another problem. We'll see how it goes. I mean, losing golfers of this caliber is not great for the PGA tour at all. And I don't think there's going to be much they can do to stop it if you come to the legal ramifications of it. So, I mean, basically all the PGA can do is hopefully these leaderboards stay the way it is uh, and and they get a little better with uh, with with the with – the, with the, tv and the viewing and the fans needs and stuff like that but uh, that's enough for live you see
1: the tweet this week about this is about pga so we can talk about the the tweet about the 11 pre-made sets for the tv like for the golf shot shown obviously during the live broadcast you're going to see all the shots because they got nothing else to show they have no sponsors no ads no nothing i get that but the the main point was that i took away from it anyway from the tweet was there's 11 preset in the same half hour of golf or whatever it was the first i can't remember what the the timeline was i'd have to look up the tweet but there was 11 presets things they had to show to like on top of commercials and ads that's the problem figure it out you've got cameras set up you can get them set up at the start of the week i don't care show something else not that
0: the the thing is list showed a shit ton of shots right But what i need is like who this guy is like there was a guy with like 47 letters in his name yeah that there was so i have no idea who that guy is well, that'll like, that'll give change, me like, you give said, me like as, as 20, 30 seconds to be like, this is blah, 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 blah from blah, blah, blah. blah. He's this ranked this in the world and then show his shot. It just it was almost too quick. And it was you couldn't I I didn't know these players. So yeah. it, it makes it tough. Like if it was if it was like this on a PJ tour, it'd be amazing because we know everybody. Right. Oh shit, You know what I'm saying? But it's a lot tougher for the live crowd because, you, you know, 35 of the names, you have no idea. Like a dude literally had like 40 letters in his name. It was unbelievable.
1: It was and, a bad first scene for that stuff, for sure. Yeah, In the end- so
0: they need to get that better. They need to have the name of the golfer on the screen, not some three-letter last name thing where it comes up. And I don't. And another problem, I guess, is for me is I can't see the left side of my TV still. So that whole leaderboard is on the left side, and <laughs> that amazing. made it difficult for me. I had to turn my head so I can watch. Uh, <laughs> you know, so so it definitely made it difficult. But anyways, that's enough of the live. Well, I'm sure we'll talk yeah. about it more when more golfers go over there because they're gonna lose more. Uh, it, it's going to happen. It's too much money. They're going to lose more. Uh, but let, let's go on. Let's talk about what do you want to do listener league?
1: Yeah, let's do the listener league first. And then we'll talk, uh, you know, just a little bit on the majors and stuff there, but, uh, go, go to the listener league. Jay McKenzie took this. Right, so Jay, Jay
0: McKenzie is the winner. He went superstars and scrubs this week. Uh, he had Rory, uh, who was 10, five, 20% owned. Uh, he had Burns 10,000. 16.7% owned. He had Tony Finau, who was 9,400. Um, so like Tambo was saying, you know, racking up the top of the leader, top of the top of the charts here with all these good good golfers is how he went. He went superstars and scrubs. Tony was 15% owned, 9,400. Wyndham Clark, who was in the lead there for a little bit, 6,900. Um, he was 4% owned. Danny Lee, 5% owned. I know you liked him last week. Uh, finished top 10, of course, and Robert Strepp finished 53rd. Uh, less than 1% on, but he made the cut. And he was like $6,500. What'd you think?
1: Yeah, l- aggressive for sure. Like you said, to go this way, you need everything to go this, you know, at perfectly for you basically at the top. You need these guys to be up there. Rory Burns, Finau, were first, fourth, second. That works. And then you've got all your values sort of came to play with T7, T10. And Streb didn't do it, but you already had enough going on. And if you go to the main GPP winners, it was basically Burns, Streb swapped for Lowry, and for ben martin so like you you see stuff like that but either way uh just you know taking a different stance going a little bit more aggressive going the full 36k route punting completely on a week like this where there was so much uncertainty I, i don't hate it so good for them uh jared linden we'll give a shout out to him in second because he came second sixth and 18th in this tournament so 750 or whatever like that that's a pretty solid finish for Jared Linden, but Jay McKenzie, congrats! We'll see you in the three man this week. It'll be myself, Kenny, and you already got into the tournament of champions. And then, just a quick note, Kenny a couple things one, Lister league will be out. Please help support it. We got them to do even though, so this week actually, I forgot, didn't quite get to 700 on the 750, came out a little bit late from them. As well as, it's obviously not a popular week with a major coming up and everything else going on. In the conversation around live and all that stuff I mentioned on my Twitter there, but they did still commit to the 1500 for this week, no matter what. So they're going to do 1500 spots. It's going to be the same five three three max, very balanced, 18% or so, 17%, something like that gets paid. It's going to be an awesome tournament, reduced rake as always guaranteed money, no matter if it fills, but it would help us for now and for future. If you guys can fill that up, it's free to like free to go and retweet it out to people, sorry, five bucks to enter three max 15 total. If you want to get in for three entries, but if you can help us share that around this week, We'd appreciate it. The other thing, Kenny, everyone, and thanks to you guys out there for helping us out and the comments and everything that goes with it. The two winners of the $100 Millie Maker tickets will be announced tomorrow on our Twitter at FG Degenerates. I'll have that out there. We'll get you guys the tickets put into your DK accounts. We'll let you know the winners tomorrow there. But thank you guys for that. Those comments have been awesome. The like button, all the subscribes, all that stuff you guys are doing for us. And then of course, the reviews, just a ton of great reviews on there. So we appreciate you guys. If you're going to continue to do that, we're going to do this again for the Open. So keep, keep going there. Hit the like button. Hit the subscribe to Mail Media Network. Leave a comment of your favorite fade over 8,000. I'll remind you again later. And then, of course, for the extra ballots, go on to Apple Podcasts, five-star rating, and the review for the bonus ballot. Kenny, anything else you got to add on that stuff?
0: No, I'm good. Let's get to this week, man. Let's talk about it. the U.S. Open. It's going to be fun. First off, let's talk about the course. Third major of the year, finally upon us. Uh, from the Country Club at Brookline, Massachusetts, the last big event played here, I guess, was the U.S. Amateur. Before that, it would on, on a tour level would probably be a '99 uh, Ryder Cup, uh, which you remember Justin Justin uh, Justin Leonard celebration, and then you got the uh, the David Duval weird ass fist pump, and then of course the United States running across Jose Maria Althabo's, uh path on that plot after Justin Leonard made that. You know, t- Jose needs to chill out. He wouldn't have made that play anyways. It's all good. Go USA. Uh, that was probably the last time uh, a, a big-time event was there. U.S. Amateurs big. Uh, it was played there. There's, there are some definitely some names uh, that, that played the US, the U.S. Amateur in 2013 that are playing this week. Matt F- Fitzpatrick won. Corey Connors got to the semis. Scheffler got to the quarterfinals. Uh, Patrick Rogers, Schwab, Xander, they all got to the third round. Uh, Bryson was in it. Brandon Hagee, Seth Reeves, Wyndham Clark, Nick Hardy, Cameron Young, Justin Thomas, Will Torres, bunch of names that they played this uh, back in the day. And of course, Fitzie won. Um, lots of interesting trends coming up. If you get a chance, go out and read uh, Steve Bamford's article this week uh, on the research. Excuse me, on the research for the U.S. Open. Some interesting strength, trends that he put into it. Uh, the first, every U.S. Open winner uh, on on the course in the Northeast in the last 10 years, that's Pennsylvania and above. They've had a top five finish somewhere else in the Northeast in their career. Uh, distance has seemed to become a bigger factor uh, in the U.S. Open. I know it's are usually long courses, so it makes sense. Uh, but you see, like, the last six winners were all inside the top 20 in driving distance and way outside the top 50 in driving accuracy for the week. Um, you know, it sort of makes sense It's a lot of these younger generation golfers are you know, rely on their driver hitting it out there and just pounding it out of the, out of the rough. Uh, that's the way a lot of these guys are playing nowadays, and that's something we'll probably see uh, this week. You're also seeing a lot of first time, big time, first time winners uh, at US Opens. I mean, you, you know, Morikawa, um, wrong, I'm uh, not Morikawa, wrong, uh, Bryson. Uh, if you go back some, or I know, I think it was kept the second major, I think he won the PGA first. Uh, you know, uh, you know, Rory's thought of been a lot of the elite names. And I've uh, won this event. There have been a bunch of first time major winners at the U S open as well. Now, uh, weather, of course, always can be a factor right now. We're seeing anywhere from 10 to 25 mile power winds Thursday through Sunday, uh, a little bit of rain on Friday, a little bit of rain early in the week, uh, you know, actually rain on Thursday as well. So it could play a little bit softer. Uh, we'll see that will change. The, uh, the course a bit. If it's not as lightning fast and firm, if there's a lot of rain. Uh, it will play just slightly easier, I think, uh, in my opinion. So the Country Club of Bookline 7,300-yard par 70, typical par 70 layout. Uh, two par fives, four par threes. The par fives are lengthy. One is around 560. The other is over 600 yards. Three of the par, fi- par threes range from like 190 to 220 yards. One, the par three, 11th, is a short downhill Par three, only about 130 yards long. Now, for a 7,300-yard course, it doesn't seem like it's that long, but eight of the 10 par fours are over uh, four, are between 450, uh, are playing almost 450 to 500-plus yards. Uh, I think five of them are playing right around 500 yards. Um, so, you know, it's going to be a lot of these longer par four. That's where you're going to have to hold on to your butts and try to get par and get your thing out there and and try and take advantage of the par fives, shorter par threes, shorter par fours, where you're going to get the scoring done uh, this week. Now, off the tee, golfers are going to see average-sized fairways with some fairway bunkering. Uh, The main defense will be the thick five-inch rough. Uh, I've seen some videos already of the rough, and it does not look pretty. Uh, Super thick, five-inches tall ball sinking all the way to the bottom. Uh, If golfers miss even wildly, they're going to have to deal with even higher, even thicker fescue rough. Um, you know, and, and some trees. Uh, what makes tee shots even more difficult here is the fact there's going to be a lot of blind tee shots, a lot of blind approaches too. golfers are going to have to rely on their caddies a bunch when it comes to these blind shots uh, throughout the week. Um, now, you know, w- when you're looking at the um, when you're looking at approach shots, you're going to see small, probably the smallest greens you'll see on tour, probably some of the smallest greens these golfers have ever seen uh, on tour, tiny, tiny. Posted stamp greens that are they're planning on playing firm, and you know it's the USGA. They're going to plan on playing fast over thirteen on a stamp. The wind doesn't look like it's going to go insane, so I think they can really ratchet up that speed. Now again, it depends on the weather, on the rain. We'll see how so- how soft that makes the course. Uh, now even though the greens are tiny, golfers are going to still need to hit to certain spots on the green to have legitimate birdie chances. Uh, leaving it above the hole probably going to be a no-no this week. Uh, You know, all the greens, most of the greens slope from back to front. Um, Downhill putts are going to be no fun. Golfers, from some past interviews, golfers have said that they would rather have a 40-foot uphill putt than a 10-foot downhill putt at this course. So you got to be able to hit your spots, leave it below the hole to really get birdie chances. Uh, Now, if they miss the greens, up and downs are going to be very tricky because of the rough and the speed and the undulation of the greens. So, I mean, I think golfers are going to need – this week are gonna need a solid um uh, short game. Oh, they're all around game needs to be be good. Uh drives need to be accurate or very long. Iron shots from all distances must be crisp, and the short game must be elite. Pretty easy, right? What do you think, Tambo?
1: Sounds like you were describing yourself there a little bit. You were talking about hold on to your butts, get your thing out there, thick, bushy, rough, five yeah. inches, tiny, tiny, tiny. It and then you went like a, right. a, a little <laughs> bit about the course. So I appreciate that Kenny, but uh, you don't need to, you don't need to share that much on this show. I I think I hear you though. I like the course. I'm very excited for this. I mentioned earlier, like I say this all the time, like usually the masters, my favorite major, I like the app for DFS purposes and for betting, as well as, you know, being able just to follow it along, know the course, know the history, everything that goes with it. I like the open because I like primetime golf, staying up late, you know, waiting for that first, you get to see a lot of great shots. Weather can become a factor. It's just a great little spot. You don't get that too often, but for some reason, Kenny, every single year it comes around this U.S. Open and people make fun of me all the time. You know, I'm not a big uh, true Canadian because I don't love hockey or, you know, I make fun of the CFL or all the stuff that goes on here. And it is what it is. But I, I just do love this golf. And I think that we always get a great leaderboard. We always get a great finish. It is the best of the best, the true cream of the crop rise to the top. So I love the U.S. Open. I'm excited for this. And this course, for whatever reason, excites me quite a bit. The last time I was this excited was probably a winged foot. When Bryson won, I did the whole thing. I remember doing it, just going through hole by hole and watching like, oh, let's check this out. What's the yardage look like? What are we seeing about this course? And I did it for this time too. And honestly, uh, it goes with everything you said, but just like, it's a spot here where these guys are going to miss a ton of greens. And so I had this conversation already, uh, but I think that in general, like that's just going to be the most important, no matter what, Uh, you know, length is always a positive at a U.S. open. We want that accuracy can be but hey we saw videos today where uh it was ted scott actually wasn't with scotty shepherd this week he's out on the course rolling balls out of the middle of the fairway 280 yards in and it was right down into the water so it's almost like a perfect drive for some of those guys that just doesn't get rewarded where they're going to know this going into the hole where they can either lay up or go long and left into the rough but uh just seeing that just makes me excited about the weekend so i'm going to be focused heavily on uh, you know the short game around the green the bunkers the way it sets up uh, I don't love buckets. We talk about this all the time, but like 125 to 150, 175 to 200, just because while there's a lot of 200 yard shots out there, some of the stuff is with elevation and with down, like downhill, that sort of stuff. So you'd actually be surprised. It seems more like it would fall into that 175 to 200 from what I saw. And then of course, the bunkers around the greens. There's just so many of them, man. Like it's, you know, it's going to be interesting. One thing I thought, you know, uh, you know, from the first conversation I've had this week on the course is that not ever discounting distance, at an event at a U.S. open, of course, but one thing about it here, why I think it end up, you know, it could end up being something is that if you are hitting shots, like you've got a guy middle of the fairway, but he's 200 yards in, it's already going to be tough enough to hold these greens that if they can plug you, go into these bunkers from 200 yards, there's a chance of a very serious plug. You hit the green and roll off. You're going a lot further than if you've got a guy out there. And I don't think you can bomb and gouge Mayo and I talked about this on his show yesterday For it, And you definitely can't do that because the way you're coming up out, the elevation, the blind shots, all of that. But if you've at least got a shorter club in, and this is standard stuff at the US Open, but you you roll off, you're in the thick rough off the side of the green, but you're right there. Like you can get out of there. We saw guys at Memorial or at the PGA Championship be able to still get out of that stuff. And if you roll off into the bunker, you get that shitty rollout. It sucks because the landing spaces are very small, but you probably get that nice butter soft roll into the middle of the bunker, and yeah, you've got a bunker shot. So does everyone else, but you could avoid some of that. So really focus on the distance and, the, and big time on the around the green game, the bunker stuff, just, you know, that short game is going to be so important here.
0: Yeah, short game is going to be huge. There's no doubt about that in my mind. Uh, no personal story time from Kenny uh, with Kenny this week, but I do have a story time fixture coming up in the 6K range uh, here in a little bit. So
1: before we get into these tiers,
0: let's go ahead and pay some bills.
1: Are you ready for the NBA champs to be crowned? Join the finals action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can make any $5 NBA bet and get $150 in free bets instantly. Looking to turn another small bet into a big payday during the NBA finals? With the DraftKings same game parlay, you can do just that. This NBA season, a customer placed a $5 same game parlay and won over $5,000. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, total threes made, total rebounds, and more, and boom, you have a shot at an even bigger payout. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code FGD, make any $5 bet during the NBA Finals, and get $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code FGD, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details.
0: All right, let's get to these tiers. 10K and up. What do we got? We got Cam Smith all the way up to Scotty Too Hottie. Who are you going with this week? Mm,
1: disrespect right out of the gate for Morikawa at 10,000? Oh, I forgot. <laughs> I didn't even see him. That's true. Oh, geez. That's, that's like said, bad news. Still sort of blind. Yeah, still I know. Hey, you have an excuse now. This is perfect. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, look, this range is going to be you know challenging because one thing I will say, the elephant in the room first off, Kenny, and I'll get your thoughts, is the pricing. This week, I never really dogged DraftKings too much on this. And it is what it is. We all play with the same stuff. You got to work with it and figure it out. But I think today we could go through. We're not going to do it. We'll talk throughout the tiers. But I think you could easily list the guys that we would say are the top 10 owned already for the slate. And we just don't know the exact order of where they land. That speaks to poor pricing. But we all got to play with the same stuff. And that can help you make adjustments. And you can gleam your edge from that. So I'm not saying it's not good. But I'm just saying in general... Uh, you know, what's going on up here. So I think right out of the gate, obviously Rory winning Rory looking like he sets up perfectly for this course that we, everything we just talked about long, usually accurate, but even if he's not, he's going to be way longer. There were spots today that the, you know, he's walking by JT and be now by 20 or 30 yards and just said, all right, guys, I'll see you up there. Like you go ahead. And it is what it is. That's part of what he does. But um, you know, Rom JT Scheffler, and, and the guy that stands out for me again, he'll be the second most popular, I think after Rory, but it is JT. And a lot of factors that go in with it. Like I said, all those stats that I looked up, everything you see about there, he really does, I wouldn't say crush, but he's been much better around the greens, um, bogey avoidance, sand saves, all that stuff than these guys, besides maybe Rory and Rory's right there with them. So I think those two are the sort of the important ones up top. What you do with Rory will be, will be key because he's going to be like 30%. And I don't think you necessarily have to go there or 25%, but more in high stakes as the safety play. And he's only 10-5 like Scheffler's there. JT's there. Uh, Rom is interesting. I, I have way more love though. I, don't, I know the guys at the bottom, like Cam Smith and Calmore Cow, will be lower owned, but I just don't, I don't see it as much. Cam Smith with that nice around the green game could be a nice GPP pivot if you don't want to play Rory or something. But for me, JT, Rom, Rory, that's where I sit right now. Uh, Rory might switch to Cam Smith or Scheffler. I might just fade him completely by the end of the week because it seems like he's just going to continue to get more and more popular. And I like some of the chalkier guys nine K 77 range, like that sort of stuff. Go ahead. What do you got up top?
0: So I like the three best drivers of the golf ball up here. I'm not the biggest fan of the nine K range either. There's a couple of guys there, but I'm not going to go overboard on it. So I'm going to go with three guys in the nine K it's going to be Rory first and uh, then Scheffler. Uh, and then I like Ron uh, as well. JT a little bit spraying off the tee worries me a little bit. He's probably the worst uh, accuracy driver uh, accuracy wise when it comes to uh these top six guys cam is just as bad uh as jt and now does that mean jt can't win no does that mean cam can't win no they could do but you got to make a stand i'm going with the three best drivers uh rory's tops i like rom rom is long or rom is accurate i mean shit rom is top 25 in fairways gained in the top 50 uh, in the last 50 rounds in this field i'll go with fifth in in distance i I, I, that sounds like a perfect combination for this course right And, and rory best driver of the golf ball in the world. Scheffler, another guy who's somewhat long and pretty accurate as well. I'll go with those three guys. and hope their iron play uh, is strong. And they're also very good at avoiding bogeys. Uh, they're all in the top 10 in bogey avoidance as well. And all of them good. Um, Scotty's not the best, but you know above average in long par fours. Uh, so give me those guys. I like those three. I'm actually starting my cash game. Cornerstones with Rory McIlroy, uh, after what he did this past week uh, at the Canadian Open, uh, how well he could drive the ball, how good his wedges looked uh, this week. Uh, maybe his iron play, it's finally clicking. You know, it's happened before. I think JT won. Or JT's done it before. Where he's won an event and then won the, the, the major leading up to it. I think Rory can do it, too. Uh, I'll probably bet Rory this week as well. Uh, yeah, so I think they,
1: the- they showed the stat today. Rory was in 2014 to, to win a PGA Tour event and then win a major the week after. So Rory's got that going for him. It was the last question asked to him as he was leaving his press conference today, where he spoke very highly of JT too, said he has the most respect of anyone that's still in the current game for JT because they are buddies, they live close, they practice a lot together, so... Thought that was pretty cool, but I, I want to go back for one second because we'll spend way less time in the 6K and that. But the thing about JT for me, too, a couple things actually, uh, not even close to the same course, but he has won in Boston before, 2017, TBC Boston. Uh, he's bones on the bag. We've talked about this all season long, Ted Scott on the bag, and that makes me lean more towards just those top three guys Scheffler, JT, Rom, and Rory's going to be popular. So while it sucks to fade, it would be a, an interesting thing. So we'll, we'll see where I'm at by the end of the week. But as of right now, uh, leaning to those top three i forgot about the the driver stuff with cam smith like you mentioned that could be a problem and the price is just too much i know they'll be way lower owned him and morikawa but yeah bones on the bag has been very important for jt southern hills like this court this is a course here that was what six under he got the job done on in a playoff this course we could see an over par winner like it's you could see even par win this thing it just seems like it's going to be that tough especially if they get the wins and stuff they're talking about and I don't know if it's, that's what helped JT turn the corners, the bones on the bag stuff, but I just feel like he's got the complete game. And then one thing I will note, Kenny, cause I always talk about not doing this, but I think it's a really good, interesting strategy. I'm going to talk about another one in the 9k range after, but that I like for this week is I actually think because of that situation I just mentioned where you could see an overpower winner or like a three under a one under, and then, you know, everyone else is at plus two or worse or something like that. Just making it up off the top of my head right now. But I think you could see a runaway here. Like you could see a Scheffler JT runaway and the, and the rest or a ROM JT or something like that. So I kind of like, if you have those three up top, you almost force yourself into some unique lineups with ROM Scheffler instead of JT Rory or something like that. And even if you're not using them together, starting with them is different than Rory and JT. And then secondly, if you did put them together, I think while it's riskier, I definitely think there's a scenario where you could see that come through, and a lot of people go balanced at these U.S. Opens, right? For good reason. We we talked through this on the Mayo Show as well, but uh, I do think that's an interesting concept up here. Nothing else for me to really add in this 10K range. All right, let's go to 9K. My second
0: is going to be Xander. I don't think he's ever finished outside like the top 10 at the U.S. Top Open. Seven,
1: I think, or something. Uh, like.
0: Something like that. I mean, the stats are all there. He's fine, They're accurate, long enough, uh, hits a lot of greens. I don't think it's too much to go over. He's going to be one of the more popular plays out there. Uh, so I'll go ahead and have Sander. Not the biggest fan of this range. I like Hideki uh, as my favorite GPP play uh, down here. You know, has the major credentials. Um, you know, Iron Game, always strong. Uh, short Game has been really, really good. Uh, so, you know, f- par four is just fine. Hitting, hitting enough greens. So give me uh, Hideki uh, as my favorite GPP play in the 9K range. What about you?
1: Yeah. A couple things on this range. So one uh, it's like you said, it's not as ideal to me. Like I don't love it. Xander will be popular for sure. For good reason. Guy always comes top seven. Not sure. We'll see what happens here, but I feel like. Um, Speeth is an interesting guy right there. He he'll always get a little bit of public love in majors, but at 100 bucks less think about the around the green game stuff. We talked about his driver has actually been better. His ball strike has been better. So if he can continue that, he usually shows up in majors as it is, even in his dark days or worse times after his, you know, such a hot start to his career, he still was showing up at certain majors. And I think this is a spot we could see him show up again as well. Uh, I like Hideki with you. I'm not sure how the public will be about that based on the fact that he's had some injury stuff going on, but I think he's the perfect fit at 9,100. Lowry... Should be popular, but I think Neiman's going to suck up some of it too. So it'll at least keep him in check. But Lowry has been incredible and, and he just continues to carry on. He's another guy that just doesn't make a lot of mistakes. Extremely solid bogey avoidance. He's number two over the last 24 rounds. He's seventh in sand saves third, like all the stuff just fits for him. And then overall he's 10th in T to green. So I like him. And then Willie Z going to talk about this guy real quick. Cause you know how much I shit on him, but we're right back to the same position here, Kenny, everything that you talked about and we'll bring it up again some some people will be listening to us for the first time this week and we appreciate you joining us but Kenny you had it before it was Scheffler it was Morikawa and it was Hovland and now doesn't Willie Z hop right back up into that mix even further after just the going losing in a playoff at the PGA Championship like well he doesn't have the win to go with it he's doing literally everything the same or better in some cases beyond it so i think at 9300 couple things about it one He's a great tournament play. And because how, no matter how much you think he can get owned, you've got Xander, you've got Rory up above, you've got JT, you got speed, you got um, Lowry, Neiman, all those guys around him. So he's not at least going to be kept in check. And then secondly, Kenny, the strategy piece I was going to bring up, I think it's very interesting this week to either, if you're going to go the balanced route, don't start with Xander. So either start with JT or even ultra balanced, start with Willie Z and get down from there and you'd be able to pack all the guys in and then you can put some of that 7k range chalk into your lineups or a 6k guy to get another 9k underneath them like Matsuyama or anything like that. So I just think it's another way to go about it with your balance lineups where you just don't start with Xander Schauffele. That, that would be my take on it there.
0: All right, let's get to this 8k range. My third cash game cornerstone. It's going to be Matthew Fitzpatrick. Again, ball striking has been incredible. Uh, you know, I think he was like first his first game off the tee this week eighth in strokes Gain approach to Canadian open. He gained some absurdly amount uh, in the first, he's like top 20 in uh, strokes game T to green um, last week in two rounds. And when he missed the cut ball striking is just unbelievable. Of course, he has the win here uh, at the U S amateur. And I'm going a little bit different when it comes to cast this week. Um, it is top 60 in ties. Uh, you see less six or six here than probably any other major uh, of the year. Uh, so I want upside. I want – I'm not looking for – because there's always going to be carnage. There's always going to be a couple of guys that are highly owned that you think that are going to miss the cut uh, at a US Open just because of the way the course is laid out and how difficult it plays. Uh, so I want upside uh, in my cash game cornerstones, uh, in, my, in my cash line. Right now, uh, you know, those three guys I listed, Rory, um, Xander, uh, Fitz, they all I think have a chance to win at least top five. No problem. Right. And then, you know, and then I'm going to have a punt, which is going to be in the six K range. And I got two guys in the, in the low seven K range that I think could still win. Uh, So that's the way I'm going. I'm going a bit aggressive when it comes to cash. I want those placement points. I think six to six is going to be tough. I think you're going to see less than 10% of that in single digits. So I want the upside, I want the winner, who I think will be Rory, and so go ahead and give me those three guys to start off my cash lineup, and I'll go from there. There's a lot of guys in that low 7K range that are definitely playable this week. 6K, a little iffy, a little iffy, but I, I got one guy I'm going to go in based on current form. We'll talk about that here shortly, but I like this 8K range. Uh, that's why I think you know starting with three or four guys in a 10K range you know, is not going to be impossible for me to do when I make my lineups. Uh, because, you know, I, I like Neiman a lot. His short game, we've talked about it, has improved tremendously. His length off the tee is great. Uh, you know, we'll see how accurate he can be. He, can, he has weeks on and weeks off when it comes to accuracy off the tee. Uh, but, but I like Neiman uh, when it comes down to a top 20 in strokes getting tee to green uh, in the last 50 rounds in this field. Uh, I also like uh, uh, Burns. A proven winner. I think it's his time finally to try and contend in the major. I know he hasn't had the best major record, but at some point in time, he's going to have to get out of that funk and he he's been playing well enough and he's been having all these victories that where I think he's going to make a, a, a difference in a lineup in the GPP lineup at a major at some point in time. I don't think, I think I'm going to have the roster him at every major coming up just because He's so good. He's so talented. Uh, And people get off of him because he doesn't have the best major record. Um, Max Homa might be my favorite play. Uh, One of my favorite plays on the board uh, when it comes to GPPs this week. He's been, he was in that sort of same mold as uh, Burns when it comes to not being great at majors. But this year he's really stepped up with good play in majors. He's won at RIV. He's won big tournaments before. It's probably his time. Uh, again, another guy who could break out his iron game is strong top 20 in strokes game T to green, you know, distance wise, you don't notice with him, but he's top 25 in the field in driving distance in the last 50 rounds, plus top 50 in accuracy uh, off the T as well. Uh, and is it, it, around the green game average, not great, but it's not horrible. Uh, so, so, so give me Max Homa. I like him at that price. One of my favorite GPP plays. I don't know how popular uh, he'll be. Uh, I, I, he's, I can't get the read. I mean, the read for this is the most popular guy. Will probably be Fitz. Uh, he, he will be the chalk. Probably Tony Finau. Probably will be chalk uh, in this range. So I don't think Coma or Burns can get too much uh, uh, ownership going with those guys around him. What do you think about this range?
1: Yeah, you nailed it. Uh, I'm going to you know, follow up on a few things. First off, Ke- Kenny Miyagi over there talking about Neiman and, and weeks on, weeks off. Uh-huh. Very very close to wax on, wax off. Uh-huh. We can talk about Daniel Sun, if you want, in the same range. We can go there. Daniel Berger has it. I, I got interested in him. He's, he's interested in me, too. Yeah, he's interested. Yeah. So so one takeaway is, so he was really struggling with the putter. That You know, we talked, I think it was the caddy chain. Normally a good putter. putter. Normally, Normally good a putter. good putter. And yeah. you know where he found it at? The Memorial finished fifth. So here's the thing that I, I, my biggest takeaway of all that, instead of repeating everything you said, because I agree with a lot of it and I'll key in on a couple other things, but Fitzpatrick will be popular. And it's, for me, I have a problem with that because it's like, you know, he seems perfect on paper, but, and that's why I use him cash and all that on five, but like you went on a tangent on a bunch of other dudes. Why? Because they can beat his ass. Like look at this week, look at this week, Burns beat his ass and has three wins on the season. He has none ever on the PGA tour DP world tour. He's great. Seven wins big-time tournaments, you name it. He'll get one eventually. I'm not dogging him for that. I'm saying in this range where he's at. Burns and Finau both beat his ass this week. Um, People are going to make fun of me for this one, but Fitzpatrick was the guy that was supposed to win the Memorial. Daniel Berger came in fifth. Billy Horschel won it. And Billy Horschel's is above his ass by 100 Mm -hmm. bucks. Like, has a great around the green game, grinds it out. He's not a guy that makes This
0: AK range is strong.
1: It is That's why
0: I think you can go, you know, you can go – With a couple of guys high up, uh, starting there and just skipping the 9k range in your mass multi and your MME builds, uh, start with a Scheffler, start with Rory, and then go down here, pluck two guys from the 8k range. You still got 7k plus for all the rest of your golfers. That's Uh, what I'm saying. Yeah, Yeah, I think that's a great way to go. That's the way I like to do it. I think that's the way I will build my lineups this week. Uh, like Hideki, I'm playing. But other than that, in a 9K range, Xander is going to be Cascade Cornerstone, so I'm not going to have him more than 20%. Um, so, you know, those two guys, I, I, I can see myself skipping it. And I can see a lot of people doing that too. So so that could be – you know, usually the 8K range is the dead range when it comes opposite to ownership. Reason. I yeah. think it's opposite this week. I think the 9K range might be the dead zone when and, it comes to ownership this week. And the 8K
1: range could be pounded. And exactly. And I was going to say on the other side of that, and that's why I always talk about building from a portfolio. You could, you know, even if you only got three lineups, put two to what you think is the roster construction you like put the other one this way where you build with three nine K guys, skip the eight K range and do that because what we just talked about, but we like what we're saying is the other way where you're actually loading up on this eight K range, because I, I think a winner can definitely come out of here. And the only guy you didn't really mention a lot on that I think is still a little bit interesting at least i'm with you on Homa. i'm with you on uh, neiman neiman will be popular by the way too so it'll be neiman um uh fitzpatrick and female uh, and then i Those think actually burger, or burns, burger burns will pick up some of the difference but cam young is overpriced excuse me if you go back to this week he's uh, am not overpriced. sure i'm not sure how they all shook out kenny but and like it didn't work out in the end but like varner was overpriced this week t13 Hadwin was overpriced this week, a rough Sunday, but still made the cut and T-35. Uh, who else was somebody who was? Nick Taylor was overpriced, T-28. You look at stuff like that. A Svensson at 7,100 was more than, you know, usually get him low 6Ks or so. He was T-21. A bunch of guys like that where people didn't really want to pay up for it. And it's similar here. Cam Young is a guy that we've just seen do it time and time again. And maybe that rough Sunday uh, is going to be in people's head. But don't forget about the three days before that, before the 84 on sunday it doesn't mean it's going to repeat itself so i think he's at least an interesting tournament play did you have any thoughts on the a couple guys we didn't mention just so not to name them all we're it's a first look we're talking through it brooks kepka in majors uh you know look it's been every major this year the first the masters he was a little bit popular because first one of the year but then i remember people were like holy shit our ownership projections were off by like six or seven percent when it came out and brooks got a little bit of steam and then last one at the PGA championship, it picked up again late steam on Brooks. So he's gonna right be single to your right? Right now, he's nobody wants be. him. He'll be single to Jun. I think that owned. stays. But do you like him or, or could you make a case? It is a US home, but he's we been said that he's so day. bad. Yeah.
0: Like his form is not great, but it's Kepka. I don't know. I don't know. I don't but know. it's Kepka. If he's eight percent and I can get double the
1: field at 15, maybe. But maybe. but can you get double the field when you like? All the other dudes you mentioned, exactly, in range, exactly. Right? Like yeah. You got to then you're cutting more nine k guys. But you say well, you the, then, love a lot then of 9K. you're st-
0: then you're starting some lineups with just Decky and rocking four guys from the from the eight k range. You yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> Trying to do it that way. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know who was who's
1: the other guy you were talking about. Well, the only other thing I was going to say is the one interesting point about that. Maybe it's not Decky, but just like I said with the Zalatoris or the Speed, the people say, "Oh, you can't write off all the talent up top." It is true. It's scary to do so, but I was just going to land one last point. Is if you don't love Smith Morikawa, forget ownership aside in the game theory because you can get crazy down low. But Smith Morikawa Hovland X as chalk DJ Can'tley Brooks Cap. Like if you don't like all those guys, it's actually very viable where that lineup could come through because let's say not all four of those dudes up top come through. Like I, if you don't see a Scheffler JT Raw McElroy board and one of them could miss the cut too. Like anything can happen. It's golf. We know this, but on top of the fact of, do you remember back to um, the U S open at Pebble beach, the Gary Woodland one where Brooks was like the only dude from up top that ended up making it near the end. And he was chasing his ass down. And basically we did the numbers after a lot of people looking at that stuff, researching or or reviewing the tournament. And it was like, even if Brooks had a beat him, there was lineups that he would like, the winning lineups of tournaments that he wouldn't have been on because of how much the other guys did and what you needed to make it work because you need so much to happen to get these these high five-figure dudes into those lineups. I'm not writing them off. I'm playing them across my portfolio of 150 lineups, but I would just say I think some of those balanced builds with 9K guys could end up working because of that. All right, let's go 7K. I mean, obvious chalk
0: up top is going to be Sun Jae and Corey Connors, Mm -hmm. right, after what Corey did this week and the way he plays his game being accurate off the tee. Uh, Sungjae has been having a, a good little run here uh, in the last month. The form is really good. He's way too cheap. Uh, so those guys are going to be the chalk up top. For me, if you're looking for outside of those guys, um, I mean, there's, there's options here. Louie at 7,600, uh, well, Yeah. 7,600 super cheap for a guy who comes and performs in majors with really excellent short game. People are going to be off. I mean, would it be like anti-live talk where people don't roster him? I think, I think this might be a week where you can get them single digits again, right? I mean, what do you think? I, f- I love it. it. Yeah, I've losing, got him right? on my list for sure. That seems like a play right there at 7,600. I like Tommy. Uh, I don't know if I want to play him. We'll see how the week goes and see how his ownership is. If it's a lot, like 15 20%, I might fade him. I'll go back to Mito. The guy, you know, after – his little uh, thing at the PGA Championship with the disappointment, he came back and showed some balls uh, that his next couple of events, going out there and doing well, you know, when it comes to bogey avoidance, when it comes to par-4 scoring, when it comes to long par-4s. You know, and the thing is, he, he's pretty accurate in long off the tee as well. I didn't realize this. top 50 in driving distance in the field last 50 rounds, top 25 in fairways game, top 10 in greens and regulation, uh, all of it. That seems all of it to scream, and he's good, you know, good around the greens. He's uh, he's been better, top fifty in strokes gained around the green in the last fifty rounds in this field. Mito looks like a good choice here. I, I like Mito. If you're looking for a pivot from Connors, I like Mito. If you like a pivot
1: from from Sunjay, I like Usti. Yeah, one thing I'll say, and we we talked a little bit about this too, but uh, the M thing is a big decision here because yeah. I think here's the thing I'll say is like the obvious is what people are going to say. He's going to be 25 to 30% or 20 to 25 range, whatever you want to call it. I'll let you
0: know right now. He's not in my cash game cornerstones because it just wouldn't make sense. Money-wise, I'd have less than 14,000 left for you guys to build the rest of your lineups, but he
1: is in my cash lineup. He's in there.
0: So that's the fifth. There you go. Cash game cornerstone. You'll get right there. The number five. Even though,
1: and I I don't know where I'll land yet. Like I said, obviously, you know, good thing. I'm doing a million shows this week. Like always during a major week, I'll be on the Wednesday live show. It's free. So you'll get the final sort of thoughts on this, But right now. Uh, I struggle with it. I think it's just a terrible price. Like you now look at everything, like the guy is like, you can, you fade from game theory perspective, but I'm saying I can do that with if I'm already out on like Rory X, some of those dudes that we already talked about up top, we'll make some decisions along the way. But if I'm already out on them, I'm not going to end up with the same build with all the chalk in one lineup anyway. And I'm playing guys like Decky and I'm playing guys like uh, Cam Young, uh, who are we talk about, Homa. Horseshoe, like i'm already unique in a bunch of places no matter what we do and we're going to be able to make it work so all i'm saying is uh, i think you can make a decision on this guy and if he's going to be 20 to 25 percent you got to commit he would end up being my top owned guy at like 50 percent and that's just my value play of the week and if i'm if he if he's dead half my lineups are dead and the other half can still go get it like that's how i'm looking at it right now he just feels too good to be
0: i'm sticking with like i said all my cash plays never more than 20 percent I'm sticking with that with Sung Jay. no more than 20, even though he's going to be more than 20% owned in for yeah. So do, do I will be less than the field. Yeah. And that's fine. I just, that's what
1: I'm saying. I'm but bankroll because... wise, total bankroll rise, I'll probably be more in the field. And one because thing cash, to remember. Cash is
0: like 45% of my bankroll.
1: Yeah. You'll have your money on them either way. I get what you're saying. Um, exactly. one, one thing to remember real quick is just like when I talk about this stuff too. So Sung, w- when I'm playing Sung Jay without those other guys already, it's like, oh, you played the the donkey chalk Sung Jae. Yeah. But completely different than everybody else. I didn't play him with all these guys. First of all, second of all, you'll, they'll say you idiot. You could have played Lou, you and right beside him and Louie's crushing or whatever. Well, guess what? Like I say all the time, you get six slots on your roster. You actually are allowed, believe it or not, to go play both of them in the exact same lineup. So, well, everyone pivots and then go, oh, I pivoted, but they both ended up top 10 and one of them came top five and you needed both i think that's just overlooked quite a few of the times but a lot of times people sit back and say i gotta pivot off this guy who do i go to i'm gonna play answer i'm gonna play power whatever you can do that nothing wrong with it and that's 50 percent of my lineups will have some of that but within if i if i am on him i'm saying if i'm on him for 50 percent of my lineups which i think you'd have to do for the case here i'm gonna have him mixed with a lot of the pivots around him too because not as many people will combine as they will go away from it. And he just feels like such a good play, man. Like literally everything across the board. Only thing he doesn't have like pop for in models, which is surprising actually to me is the distance, but we know what he can do, man. Like, it, I don't yeah, know. It's, if it's not just- like he's
0: super short though.
1: That's what I'm like, saying. It's like like for top some, it, half. He's like, like top half really, of the field. Yeah. He, he doesn't pop completely, but at the same time, He's definitely long enough. Like but he's and hitting it's not, a lot of fairways. Th- this is not a all four par five course mean, yeah. with Eagle opportunities huh? and all this uh-huh. stuff that we need. Like it's totally different reasoning here. And again, don't forget he's that good of a ball striker where it's like he can find the spots that he needs to be in to set himself up for the proper success and then keep him. you know, keep away. He's top five in the field in bogey avoidance top 10 overall, like just as far as all the stats combined that we talked about. So I don't know. I think he's the biggest decision. Some of the other guys for me though, Uh, I liked Corey Connors quite a bit coming into it, but he's going to get extremely popular here, maybe for good reason as well. But uh, Aaron Wise is right there in between Fleetwood, Mito and Connors. So I think that's an interesting play. I don't see a lot of difference. He does have the distance. He hits a lot of greens. He has a solid bogey avoidance around the greens, a little bit tricky and it's important, but I don't think he's bad. And we've seen some great shots from him around the green recently. So I think that's interesting. And then going down one guy that keeps popping in all the stats that, like you mentioned, Kenny, I think that's an interesting point on the anti-live stuff. But Taylor Gooch, 7,500 bucks. We compare him at times. Without the wins, of course, we've compared his game to like Sam Burns. You can easily see him and Burns be in the mix. Like, so I like that. Munoz, he's the
0: best in the field around the green. Last yeah. 50 rounds, Taylor Gooch.
1: I don't hate that play. I yeah. will be playing Taylor Gooch. And another guy like Jay, that I think the, the distance stuff looks like he's middle of the pack, but we know it's enough. Like, I'm not yeah. concerned that he's, yeah. you know, he, I'm not saying he's some shorty or he's not some plotter out there. Like at the end of the day, he's going to be able to get the job done. So I like him. I like Munoz. I like Riley. One thing interesting about Riley is that, you know, as much as everyone says he's going to be popular, how's it all going to shake out at the end of the week with all the ownership? I think seven, Rose is finished today
0: is just taking a bunch of ownership away from Riley.
1: I was you nailed it. I, I, I was going to I say, think not so. only do we just talk about all the guys above, but you talk about Rose now down below, we're going to get to where it's like, Now, Riley, Henley, Sergio, you know, even Varner, Kocrag, these guys all open up here and I'm interested in this area. So uh, that's where I'm going to go here. Anybody else you like sort of in this? I like Riley. I mean, I like Rose just because we'll see how his ownership goes.
0: Uh, Fuck it. I'll just give you my whole cash lineup. He's in my cash lineup now. He's my sixth guy uh, right now. Fuck it. You guys can go ahead and get it Uh, after because a lot of, I liked it before this week, but. You know, shooting, he should have shot 58 on Sunday. Plus, the US Open he won was at Marion, which a lot of people, some people have called this a comp course with, Mar- with Marion. He won there. I don't know how much you can glean off that because they played Marion like once in the last 20 years. Uh, but Rose was the winner um, there. So, uh, you know, a uh, short game is there. I, 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 it just makes a lot of sense. But then, you know, you could move up a little bit. Patrick Reed, interesting at that price. Uh, game has not been exceptionally good, but you've seen flashes uh, from him, and he can jump out. And again, short game always good, been good. Russell Henley, surprisingly, one of the best short game guys out there, top 20, I think top 10 uh, in the field. And um, strokes gained around – I'm sorry, top 20 in strokes gained around the green last 50 rounds. You know his iron play been the second best on um, tour behind Justin Thomas uh, this season for the last year and a half, basically, uh, he's probably been the third best iron player behind more cow and JT throw that in with a good short game. I could go with Russell Henley down here going down again, short game again. Give me a little Kevin, Na, a little anti live uh, action when it comes down to, you know, he's going to be hitting fairways, you know, he's going to be able to get it up and down. Uh, a, a seven thousand price tag. Uh, I, I can go with that. It, it's no problem with me. Uh again, you know, the length not it's, it's going to be a little bit of an issue, but if he hits enough fairways. You know, his iron play again. His iron play is what top ten in strokes gain approach in the last fifty rounds in this field. You throw those two numbers there, approach around the green. If he does average or off the tee, he could be in the top twenty, top twenty-five uh, this week. I, I could see that happening. And then you know, at seven K, that's not bad. That's not bad. But you know, and, but I do like Riley. I'm with you on Riley. I'm going to play him. I'm going to play a little Reed. Uh Harold Va- uh, Henley's interesting. Uh, those are my guys.
1: All right. Yeah. So real, real quick. Uh, just okay. to add, I just add, I do like the, the Kevin knock call. I mentioned this one as well, but you, you just talked about it. Obviously we know the only thing he's missing is the distance, but he has the experience, which in some cases, if, he's, if you've got five bombers and then him in your lineup, to round it out, he can get you a top twenty. And if you look over the last twenty four rounds, like the recent stuff on tour, first in that one twenty five to 150, third in the one seventy five to two hundred, and then obviously he's incredible around the greens. So you know, sand saves around the green, bogey avoidance, like he's all capable in those areas. So I don't hate that. And then even Si Woo, really good with those longer longer irons, really good yeah. on hitting fairways short and really, game. Stro- really strong, short the game. Green. strong, 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 yeah. strong. Yep. I like those guys to round yeah. things out down at the There's bottom. There's guys so. down
0: here. So, I mean, you could do two 10K guys and, <laughs> and 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 round it off with four guys in the 7K range and still be very happy with your lineup. It's possible. Uh, it's definitely possible to do. All right. Before we get into the 6K rounds, I know there was no story time with Kenny. Uh, I have been usually doing them in majors. So this week we're going to do story time with Fjord Olison okay if is $6,700 uh, in this field he just won an event about a month ago he, he's he's viable he's viable but let me tell you most people know the story that okay so a couple of years ago he was flying home from the uh WGC event I think it was in Memphis or something like that uh, it was him uh Justin Rose and Ian Poulter uh they get on a plane before he gets on the plane He decides to drink, like, four Bloody Marys, vodka soda, some other shit, and take just mad pills that he just finds in his bag. Like, he just found a couple of pills in his bag and just decided, oh, I'll take these. So he gets on the plane, and he's really fucked up. Like, like this 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 is very similar to many story time with Kenny's that I have not posted because it would just be horrible, and I can't tell a lot of those stories. But this one's not about me. So I could tell this story. Uh, so so born, he gets on the plane. And he starts causing a ruckus on the plane. He's bothering all the stewards. He's on first class. He's bothering all the stewardesses. He goes up to a woman who's sleeping, grabs her titty. Grabs her titty. Straight up. Sleep, grabbing random girl's titties on the plane. Poulter tries to stop him, but there's no stopping him. So Poulter just goes back to sleep. He's like, I don't remember anything else that happened. I went back to sleep. Well, so... So, Fiorborn does all this stuff. He's going crazy on the plane. Uh, and he finally sits down, takes a little bit of a nap. Uh, I guess the sleeping pills w- w- came through and they started working. But he gets up in the middle of his nap and just starts pissing all over the aisle in first class. Now, I like him. I like him. This way. I, like, I like Fjordborn. He's a, he's a man of, 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 of my, I don't know. I, I, I get him. I understand. Everybody has pissed. In some place they shouldn't have pissed in their lives. Everybody has done it. His just happened on a very isolated, very public place. Okay, um, I'll tell you. Like when I was in college, right? I was in college. I uh, I was dating this chick. And it was a funny thing. She ends. Up, she ended up being. She she runs her own psychiatric uh, psychiatrist firm right now. Super successful. I dated another girl who, after they broke out with me, became a professor. At the University of Florida International. And then I have another girl after they broke up with me become general manager at a Ludo LeFevre, famous, famous, worldwide famous chef, one of his restaurants. So it seems like when girls break up with me, their lives get better. I wonder why that is. <laughs> Anyways, we're going back, Thorborn. Uh, the girl, the girl. I was in college, right? So I was in college. I walked, I, I was hammered. I was sleeping at my girlfriend's after that time. And I, I leave, uh, you know, I have to go piss. Instead of making a right turn to go to the bathroom, make a left turn and I go into her roommate's room. I basically just drop trout and just start pissing all over a fucking trash can. All right, she's like, what are you doing, Kenny? I just keep apologizing and kept pissing. She's like, I'm so sorry. I just kept peeing straight in the trash can. Funny thing is, um, 10 years later, like so 20 years later, uh, I, I don't know, I guess it was 10 years later, I come back and move up to Northern Virginia right outside of DC and I get a job at a fine dining restaurant. And she is a server. At that fine tiny restaurant. So every time I worked with her for like eight years, I can never not hear that story of me pissing in her fucking trash can. But everybody's pissed in some place they should not have peed before. So you can't blame Fjordborn about that. Now, the crazy thing about this is it went to trial. Okay. His defense, Fjordborn's defense was that because of the alcohol and because of the pills that he just randomly took, he said he was not in control of his body. And he got off. <laughs> he got off. He got off on that. He took a whole bunch of pills, drank a whole bunch of liquor, blamed the pills and liquor, and got off. <laughs> amazing. Amazing. He's in the field this week. $6,700. I'm playing him just to prove a point because I want to play him because that's an amazing story. That is a something that that goes well with the story time with Kenny. feature story time with your born Olison. I'm playing him at $6,700. Other guys in the six K range that I am interested in. Give me a little Frankie Molinari uh, at 6,900 game trending a little bit better uh, than one it was, you know, he's accurate enough off the tee. You know, he's good around the greens. So give me a little, give me a little Frankie baby at 6,900 dollars a little, maybe, uh, there's a lot of Euros here that have, with good form, that have won recently. Uh, Audrey Arnaus won recently. Victor Perez won recently. Lucas Herbert played really well at the PGA Championship. Now he's a member of the PGA Tour. But my final cash game cornerstone is going to be a guy with incredible form. I think something like six top tens in his last seven events. Ryan Fox at $6,700. I'm using him as my punt play. Uh, you know, that, that, that's basically how I'm going to go about it uh, long off the team. Uh, he could bomb it uh, out there. Not very accurate, but I'm hoping that, you know, his form and the, his confidence can lead him to a made cut this week. So my Cascade Cornerstone this week are going to be Roy McElroy, 10 5, Xander Shafley at 9. What is, what is Xander? 9 5? Xander's 9 6. Uh, Matthew, Fitzpatrick, yeah. nine, and Matthew Fitzpatrick at 8-5 and then Ryan Fox at 6-7 uh, that still leaves you like 14-7 14-6 to fill out the rest of your lineups and you guys know the other two spots are Rosie and M right now so there you go you get all my cash this week we'll see how it goes I'm going aggressive I'm going with five guys that I think can at least top five or win this event because I'm thinking there's going to be carnage The five of those six six is going to be low I want the upside so give me that. That's how I'm going to go about it in cast. Other guy, Scott Stallings, a Northeastern guy. Uh, he's from the area. He might have a little bit of uh, good feelings coming back home, and it's only been a couple of weeks since he was in contention uh, You know, on tour. I forget which event it was, but he was in there. He was up there. He had a chance uh, before falling a little bit on the back nine Sunday. But, yeah, a lot of these Euro guys I'm interested in here, um, you know, once you get past your
1: born at like 6'5", who just won an event, maybe three or four weeks ago, it's tough sledding, man. What are you going? Yeah, that's the trouble down here. We'll see as the week goes on. I kind of, you know, Fox is always, he was even popular at the PGA Championship, not popular, like too much ownership, but people like at least know who he is. And I can see, like you said, where he fits here, the course form, everything coming in, some of the events that he's been playing in a little stronger than others. And that's sort of the challenge. We'll say down here, like, oh, guys have won recently or whatever, it's a fine balance because the PGA Tour guys coming in top 10, yeah, in a strength be, of field yeah. that's, like, through the roof versus a guy winning. It's a win's yeah. a win, for sure. Yeah. But it's on an event with, like, the way worse strength of field than what we even just saw in Canada. So, uh, you know, it's way beyond you know, way beyond that, way lower. So that makes it a little tough. Like, I was talking to Mayo about this yesterday in Raza. Like, some of the thing you can do in this range is just bet on long-term talents. And so if you like, you know, Sam Horsfield, Lucas Herbert, who you mentioned. Minwoo, Minwoo, Minwoo. Well, we brought hot. him up, Kenny, because his sister, Lee just won the Women's U.S. Open. So, mm-hmm. what a story. You can see the headline now. Again, don't think he can do that, but we would have said that at the Masters, and he was trying to press there. So, I don't know. We'll see what he can do. I kind of like him, Harry Hall, uh, a guy who just won on the Corn Ferry Tour. But again, betting, uh, wait, that goes with my strength The field argument earlier, not even close. But, especially not to here, but just not worthy of, of counting in general versus what we're getting into here. But, if you're betting on talent long-term and guys you could see at much higher prices. Don't forget, we use this example too, but you go back to like Chambers Bay. I think um, Xander Schauffele was 6,100 when they played golf at Chambers Bay for the US Open and made the the optimal lineup. It's like a guy that eventually is now, we're looking at him in your cash game cornerstones at 9,600 at a US Open. This is years later, but I'm just saying- Do you see someone like that here? I I don't, I'm not, I'm saying- well what i think minwoo lee is the best i think the best choice yeah yeah sam Horsfield, lucas herbert i'm not saying they're going to be a xander up to that level i'm saying could you see them more than 6800 or 6400 yes i could so someone's going to come from down here uh richard mansell down at 6100 same sort of situation as ryan fox just good form in stronger of the events over in the Europe uh, on the DP world tour that I could see being part of it, but not a lot else for me down here, Kenny. And I think there's so many strategies we already talked about of just using those guys that aren't going to get owned at all in the seven K range that you can just find your way through some of those, especially with Rose possibly picking up steam there. We mentioned earlier, but like Varner, Kokrak, Sergio, anti-live, Riley will get ownership, but Munoz is there. Keegan Bradley will pick up some, but not a lot. Gooch. We talked about a bunch of guys you can round your lineups out with that also aren't from the popular group, 7,600 and above, where it's like three or four heavy, more heavily owned chalk guys that probably make that top 10 range.
0: Yeah, that sounds good, man. Let's go to bets. Should we move on? Let's go to yeah, yeah, good cards. With that. I only have four right now. It's probably going to change. Uh, I just threw this together here right before the pod. But Rory, 11 to 1. Sam Burns, 30 to 1.
1: Sung J, 50 to 1. Homa fifty to one. Yeah, so I've got uh, the only preseason one I had was Homa. We had this on our. Oh, we'll talk about that for two seconds too. When we did our season preview, I actually had Rom to win here, and you had Brooks. A lot has gone on with Brooks since then. That's that was our picks at the start of the season. But I also had Homa at hundred from back then with a top five each way, just because I thought like. I thought Riviera again, but it ended up being the Wells Fargo that he shipped. And so obviously odds, since then, playing much better golf, I even had a decent outing in the most recent major at the PGA Championship. So home 100. I got a couple boosts thereafter on Fleetwood and Berger, both at 80 with the top five. So I like that. And then DJ at 40, anti-live, probably not going to do anything here, but uh, we'll, we'll see. You know, DJ hasn't had like a top five since his Masters win. Is yeah, that right? I, That's insane. I, I, I believe it. The 40 is, you know, probably not even good enough, but I do yeah. like it better than like a 20 or 22, yeah. which is what it's back down to now, like a 25 or something. So I'll take a DJ 40 when nobody wants them. It's come through in the past. I don't think it will here, but I'll bet it for the, the just the value proposition. Again, it's probably not when you think he could be at like 60, but the books just can't do that because then it would start to get crushed. Uh, yeah, Obviously, well Then
0: everyone would hammer it. So DJ I mean, 50
1: yeah. or 60, the liability would be up. So uh, the other guy i have interested, I'm going to wait on, but that's my four bets. But anyway, JT, I talked about him enough. And funny enough, whenever I bring him up, last couple things, like it's, people are just not interested in him yet, at least. Obviously, what he did today was special. I was glad he didn't win. But he'll, he'll still be like the second most popular on DraftKings. I'm just saying on that upper range, I think it goes Rory, then JT, then a mix of Rom, Scheffler, and then go down from there. Uh, nobody on Smith or Morikawa. But I do think JT can, can definitely find a way. He doesn't have the best U.S. Open history, But I think Bones on the bag, all the other things we talked about, and sneaky tidbit, not real fake, but just fun. He went out to Southern Hills the week before that he went on to win it, and he was in um, Boston last week checking this out, or this week I should say before going the next day, skipped a day of practice at the RBC to check it out. So clearly him and Bones got a little bit of research in there. Um, So I'm I'm good with that. I think JT could win this thing.
0: All right. Uh, One and for me is going to be Warriors, Andrew. I got those two I, guys I have left. Xander, so yeah, we're on the R- same page. R- I don't have anybody else,
1: so I'll just play uh, Xander
0: for my top seven. I'm like 44th in the carbon contest before this week I had Fitz. I think he finished top 15, top 20. I don't remember. He was, he was up there somewhere. Top 10 so he should, finished this week. So I should still be decent up there trying to trying to get that carbon, carbon contest money. Uh, also, don't forget um, the Mayo Cup as
1: well. Yeah, All right. There's, there's no uh, Peter, Peter Uline or Henny DuPlessis money for uh fitzpatrick this week yeah. but it is a t10 so you can get something there and you're one and done got, got a little something got a little something and I'm gonna, I'm gonna take it i'm gonna move up with that rory pick i know it this week that's
0: i think it's, he just looks too good and of course just seems too perfect for him uh, and especially if that wedge game and that iron game is as strong as it was this week I, I i you know i see him winning this thing so we'll see how that goes
1: all right anything else before we go where did they find you what do you got
0: going on you can find me on Twitter at KendoVT. You can find my article on gupscorner.com. Use promo code Kenny. Save yourself 30% on an article. Uh, Tambo.
1: Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Totag and Tambo. Uh, it'll also be posted tomorrow. I talked earlier about our Fantasy Golf Degenerates Twitter. Where we'll have the $200 Millie Maker ticket winners for that. My thread that I put on every Wednesday morning, so you want to follow me on Twitter at Totag and Tambo. It got over... 500, it was like 560 or something retweets in the end over the last two weeks, rounded up to 600, call it six tickets. So I'm personally giving away six $100 millimaker tickets for this week. The winners will be announced on my Twitter tomorrow. I'm going to run that back for the open starting just next week. So, uh, you know, talking about it on here, retweet, help support, it helps move it out so people can see it can help them. And then of course, runpuresports.com. You guys know what it is there. All sports, one price. We do have a special promo code. It's DGEN50. D E G E N five zero. Get yourself 50% off. It's one month. Try it out. You get all sports, one price, everything that's going on across the board. And you can get in that discord. Plus you get the Wednesday premium show, which is even after the free mail show here on this network, which includes exposures percentages that we're doing with that, how we're setting, setting lineups up, actual roster construction, and go from there. So check us out over there.
0: All right. That sounds good. Should be a fun event. Third major of the year, lots of money on the line. It's going to be a good time. Let's go thorborn. Let's win some motherfucking money. D Gen Nation I've been getting dirty money, Jordan Belfur. Stacking penny stocks while I'm flipping these birds. Sipping on Ciroc, trip triple mugs with the
1: words. I dunno fought the male.